This is the Conservative American Message, hosted by the one and only Cam Lau. It is Sunday, July 2nd, 2023, and you can join me every week for the greatest political commentary known to man. 247 years ago on Tuesday, the Second Continental Congress ratified the Declaration of Independence, starting this great nation which is certainly cause for celebration. Now that the pride flags are gone, we can proudly wave the American flag for a holiday that actually means something, as opposed to a whole month that means nothing. Our quote of the week, Equality means equal opportunity, equal regard and respect, not sameness in action. Sadguru. I always hear about Google being biased and curating search results to fit their narrative and influence elections, which I have no doubt in my mind that that's all true, but I have found Yahoo to be far worse. For some reason, my computer likes to switch my default search engine to Yahoo by itself sometimes, and when I try to do my research for the show, it refuses to give me news from anywhere but MSNBC or CNN. It's far more blatant than Google's bias. At least with them, I can find a watered-down conservative article from Fox News or the New York Post, Of course, DuckDuckGo is always the best option if you can't get what you need from Google. I just found that kind of interesting. In Oregon, the Hubbard Rural Fire Protection District just had an election for its board where Donald Trump won by write-in votes. Although, it's unlikely that he'll be taking the position, because for one, he's going to have too much on his plate running and winning his presidential election, And for two, he doesn't live or own property within the district. But I suppose if you want the best man for the job, you have to write in Donald Trump. What choice do you have? We've talked about how Donald Trump has been unfairly targeted by the Manhattan DA, but we still have to talk about how the Marine veteran that stepped up and defended himself and others against a crazy homeless man on a New York subway has pled not guilty to manslaughter charges. Daniel Penny was on a subway train when Jordan Neely started acting unhinged and threatening people on the train. That's when Penny put Neely in a chokehold to stop him from causing anyone any harm. Of course, Neely ended up dying as a result. Penny is now arguing that he acted in self-defense. We also now know that Jordan Neely has been arrested and released over 40 times in the last decade, sometimes for assault. Alvin Bragg, the same DA that released Neely for all these violent crimes time and again, is fully prosecuting Daniel Penny. He also happens to be the same goon, like I said, that continues to bring charges against Donald Trump. Charges weren't even brought against Penny until the protests arose, which proves that this is a merely politically race-driven prosecution. Notice how when I tell you what happened without mentioning race, it is a sad and understandable situation. But if I tell you what the media tells us, you get a racially charged narrative. Jordan Neely, a black man with mental health issues, was choked to death by a former white military guy. This is exactly how the media tries to divide our country. And speaking of media, do you follow me on social media? This is your weekly reminder you got to follow the conservative American message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Truth Social, everything. There's a link tree in the description of this episode where you can find it all. 
The Supreme Court has delivered some wins for the nation this week on affirmative action and student loan forgiveness. On Thursday, the Supreme Court heard a case brought against Harvard and the University of North Carolina in regards to their affirmative action policies. The court voted 6-3 against the schools, stating that their race-conscious admissions process was illegal. The ones that did side with the schools were, of course, the three most liberal justices on the court, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Jackson. Now, if you don't know what affirmative action is, let me explain. Affirmative action is a policy that judges people based on race or sexual orientation or something like that, rather than their merits. Like at Harvard, where black students with poorer grades are accepted ahead of white and Asian students who have better grades. Now this is all too common in college admissions across the country, but it's not just in colleges. It affects who's hired for different positions in the public and private sector, who can receive government assistance programs, and who gets government contracting jobs. They favor dark-skinned people so that they can create more diversity in these spaces, but affirmative action is truly nothing more than straightforward racism. First of all, you're discriminating against people based on their skin color, whether that be white, Asian, or anyone else. And furthermore, you're insinuating that people of color would be unable to succeed solely based on merit and that they need your extra help. That is racism. In Justice Sotomayor's dissent, she said that without affirmative action, the systemic racism in this country will keep minorities from having opportunities. Her claim of systemic racism is false, but even if that were the case, their solution is to take opportunities away from those who earned them and just hand them over to minorities solely based on their skin color? That's completely backwards. But as you know, not only do some of these minorities expect to get into college without any effort, they also expect you to pay for it. But the Supreme Court took care of that, they shut down Biden's student loan forgiveness plan in another 6-3 decision. Biden was not too happy with this, and here's what he had to say when he got pressed by reporters about giving false hope to the American people. Now we're going to pursue another. I'm never going to stop fighting for you. We'll use every tool at our disposal to get you the student debt relief you need and reach your dreams. It's good for the economy. It's good for the country. It's going to be good for you. Thank you very, very much for listening. We're going to get this done, God willing. Thank you. Mr. President, why did you give millions of borrowers false hope? You've dated, doubted your own authority here in the past. I didn't give any false hope. The question was whether or not I would do even more than was requested. What I did I thought was appropriate and was able to be done and would get done. I didn't give borrowers false hope, but the Republicans snatched away the hope that it was, they were given, and it's real, real hope. Thank you. Mr. President, will you cancel your authority? Did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. Mr. President. He says that Republicans stole the hope of the American people, but as an American myself, all that the court did in this decision was restore my hope. I'm not paying for your college. I already paid my own way. And look, I'm not mad at every kid that graduated high school and fell prey to this predatory student loan system, but before we can even dream of erasing their debt, 
we've got to fix the whole system for these young adults who have no idea what they're signing up for or how much their degree is even going to pay off. It can also never be bankrupted and is just about the only debt you can take on with absolutely no collateral. On top of that, college tuition is ludicrous, especially when you consider that at most schools the administrative faculty outnumber the academic faculty. Dave Ramsey put out a great documentary a couple years ago called Borrowed Future that exposes the whole student loan debt crisis. But for now, that's all I have time for. Were you offended by this podcast? Good. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate you all. Enjoy your fourth. Have a great week and stay conservative.